Hello and welcome back to the PNTT uh, Tournament Podcast. My name is Jimmy Clifton, or Jimmy Neutron, I guess, and I'm your host. <laughs> don't Google that. I don't want any of you creeps knowing where I live. Uh, <laughs> and I am once again joined by Coach Vo. Uh, Kyle, how you doing? Not too bad. And then we've also got Coach Cheese here. How you smelling, Cheese? Hello. I haven't taken the shower today. Oh, yeah, it's so pretty. Team Moldy. All right, so we're going to jump into the Seven group. So Seven has Rockford, Washington, Santa Fe, and Dearborn. Uh, a lot of these groups, I think, because of the talent in the PNTT, I've said are death groups. This is not one of those. Um, so let's go ahead and jump in with the one seed, who also happens to be the one seed uh, in all of our lives in power ranking. Uh, this is Rockford, so the defending champs of the NTT, but I want to be clear, they did not win the PNTT, so yeah. that it's a more competitive uh, tournament. They lose the 187 class and add the 1128 class. Like, come on. Like, mm-hmm. where, where is Robin Hood? The rich are just getting richer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they only play Frankfurt in their out-of-conference games. Uh, that, that's not the only team they played. Sorry, that's the only notable <laughs> game they play. Um, they play some other that's bad teams. Team. Yeah, they just play Frankfurt three times. Um, uh, so what do you guys see here in Rockford? Well, to be fair, real quick, I'm going to shout out Harrisburg. I don't think they are as bad as their 177th rank. That's so, fair. Um, they still, I mean, they're still bringing back four of their starters. They only lost Devontae Eddie, which is obviously a really big part of their team. But, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, Rockford's, Rockford's great. They're on a roll, but it's a new season, you know, and last year in the PNTT, these guys choked, you know, mm. so it's like, you can't, it's like they got killed by, they got killed by Jefferson City, and then when they played them in the Final Four, it was like, well, at least we don't, at least this isn't as, like, nerve-wracking as the PNTT, you know, so that's, that's always, that's always nice, but, you know, anytime you can get guys with the last name Fish and Butts. You got to take them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just interesting to me. I mean, this trio, they're 1-1 class. That's now seniors of Alfred, Keys, and Brown. Um, these guys are just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and they're returning all five starters. But I remember a team just a couple years ago that won the NTT, returned all five starters, oh my and then gosh. really struggled. Oh, come on i'm right here <laughs> well i'm not saying it to to be a jerk <laughs> no i'm just saying it to point out like we've seen that happen mm-hmm. yeah. um and i can you know when you think back to the jackson teams or the providence teams um that you have this core that really gels but to what kyle said a second ago it's a new season um mm-hmm. and you don't know how these guys are going to perform um coming back against new competition um, and you do wonder, is there a sense that they rest on their laurels a little bit, or do, are they able to come back um, and be just as hungry? So um, I'm interested to see. I certainly am not saying that to count Rockford out. I mean, they're the best team in the country right now. Um, we'll see how Andrew Fish responds uh, swimming in the big pond. Yeah. To You, you know, I, I know you were joking, Cheese. I, I don't take offense to it. I will say um, 
though. Like this one one class of Alfred Keys and Brown is, and and the the sophomores and Leslie and Thorpe, they're way more talented than anyone I had. And I know he even had those in my championship run, but you know Leslie and Thorpe were freshmen; they were figuring things yeah. out. Like to to have you know five guys returning, three seniors, two juniors who are going to be starting. Like I I think this is just a different situation, and then they sure. have significant depth. Now, something that I mean, I, you're not even mentioning Medina, who he put in right. for the um, semifinal and the final in the NTT. Right, right. And it, I mean, this guy does nothing all year. And then all of a sudden he's playing him in the two most important games. That, well, sorry, outside of the PNTT, the two most important games Thank of you. the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Um, like, that's pretty wild. I, I just think it's like so hard to pick against Rockford right now. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. The other, thing that's in, the other thing that's interesting to me is the assist numbers on this team. You look at their starters, and there's really there's only one guy that averages less than three assists. Yeah. And then you mm-hmm. look at the freshman class they're bringing in, and um, they combine for over twelve a game in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that could be a really really helpful combo when you got three guys scoring twenty a game, and then you bring in these freshmen, put them in the rotation somewhere who can all pass and facilitate to those scores. Um, so that, that could be pretty deadly. Yep. Yep. I agree. I mean, if they get in foul trouble in their sort of front court, I think that they're going to be fine now. Uh, I, so you I, think they could be popping the skis again is what you're uh, saying? Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I think that they're popping the skis in the more important tournament this year. I do. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it's just so hard to pick against this team and they're just so top, uh, to bottom heavy, you know? Yeah, I mean, you just got to love their ball movement. You know, they right. just, you know, they they averaged 38.5 field goals a game last year. And 20, um, yeah, 26.9 of those were um, assisted. So that's like, I mean, that's, that's a great ratio. You know, they move the ball. They're fun to watch. I love the ball movement on this team. And, mm-hmm. uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I will say, I think that if they don't replace all three guys – I think they are going to be in trouble next year. I mean, they're they're losing. I mean, maybe it's because they don't need anyone else to score, but they're losing sort of those like standout guys that you need, and everyone else sort of seems like a glue guy. So if they don't add like superstars next year, I do think that they're going to take a significant dip. But like they're going to be riding Alfred Keys and Brown to the ground this year, as they should. For know? sure. But that's what you do. That's what right. you do when you have a team like this. You know, you you maximize it for as long as you have it. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know what? We'll figure out next year when next year comes. Great. So. Yep. Good point. Yep. No need to think about it uh, before they really, really need to, you know. Um, okay. Let's go to the two seed in this conference. So we have the Washington Warriors coached by Alili Alili. Uh, they lose the 5079 nice. class. Thank you. That's not the joke that I was telling you, warning you about it earlier. Yeah. Just it was a, a coy yeah, joke, right? Yeah. This is a coy. That's an easy one. Uh, I threw a fish joke. Oh, no, no, not even the koi joke. No, 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 don't worry. I've got a really good one for you in this. Oh, really good one, man. Okay, yeah. I'm ready, man. <laughs> so excited. So they lose the 5079 class. They gain the 12997 class. Uh, so they lose a little bit of um, talent there. The only notable uh, out-of-region game is Huntington Beach, ranked at mm-hmm. 19th. Um, yeah, what do you guys see for uh, Alili and wa- the Washington Warriors here? I mean, I'm going to start with Andrew Houseright, who can't even walk in his house right because he's so short. 
Um, I mean, he has to walk. I mean, he can literally walk through the doggy door if he has to. You know, um, you know that's that's their point guard. Thirteen. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about. It. I just wanted to say that. Uh, you know, you lose Grayson Campbell, and that's that's tough. You know, he's at whenever you lose your top scorer, it's like okay, who's going to step up this year? Um, and none of their none of the guys that they signed were by any means like amazing scorers. Um, mm-hmm. I think Ziggler could be okay if he just tells him to stop shooting threes. I mean, fifteen percent—that's horrible. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, so, um, yeah, they got they they're struggling for height, and then they yeah. lost some scoring. I think it'll be interesting, and and they already don't play a great schedule, so. Um, I mean, I'm glad they're in the PNTT. This is this is why they come in so that they can uh, get that power, that strength schedule up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned the height. That was the thing that stuck out to me here. I mean, I would love for them to be able to move Josh Ross or Dylan Partain to the small forward to uh, replace, you know, Grayson Campbell there. Um, but it looks like, you know, they they don't have the height to to do that. <laughs> Nobody really on this team at least looking what they brought in and what their bench was like from last year is a viable option for center. Um, mm-hmm. They played a six, six guy at backup center last year, a six, seven starting at center. Mm-hmm. Um, their tallest freshman is six, five. So man, it, that's just tough. I would like to think Joshua Ross is going to be their leading scorer this year. Um, but I wonder if he could be more effective if he wasn't uh, playing the four. Um, so that could be tough. You know, it, they struggled last year with some of their shooting percentages um, and none of the guys that they brought in are, are huge scorers. Um, so I don't know. Uh, one thing that does stick out in this freshman class is the rebounding numbers. All three of these guys played mm-hmm. small forward in high school. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it looks like there's a decent bit of athleticism if they're getting four to six boards a game and then two of them um, – in Ziegler and Lacey look like uh, they can pass the ball pretty well. So that could make for some interesting combinations matchup wise. Um, but without the height, I think it's going to be tough for this team to compete. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I, th- I think you're hundred percent right. I don't need to add much. I mean, Leslie and Thorpe are going to just like destroy this team uh, down low. I, I just don't think that they have enough firepower and enough height in order to compete with top-end teams in the PNTT. But I'm glad he's here because Conference 1 is not necessarily a loaded conference, and so you sort of need that more competitive out-of-conference. And so I'm glad Alali's here, um, but it, it seems like uh, he doesn't yet have the team. He, he did move to Washington fairly recently. I can't remember what year. But he doesn't yet have the team that uh, is ready to compete in the PNTT. So, Yeah, I'd encourage him to look at um, Anthony... Kalmbach out of Tallahassee. He's a big man that wants to uh, <laughs> that wants to make a big impact. Um, that'd be a good move for him. Nice, nice. I already know who you're going after, Kyle. I see you. All right, uh, let's go ahead and jump into the potentially the only team that can really challenge Rockford in this mm-hmm. um, division. So we have Santa Fe. They come into the season ranked 35th. They are once again in Conference 32, Cheese's hometown. Um, yeah. They um, lose the 90-94 class and add an 88-49 class. So there's a stud in that class somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they're out of uh, division 
sort of notable games are Erie, who's 68th, and Huntington Beach, who is 19th. What do you guys see in Santa Fe? Yeah, I mean, everything centers around their now junior class. Caleb Bolden, Jonathan Stone, uh, mm-hmm. and Micah Scarf. Um, these guys are ballers. Um, I think we've talked about it before on the podcast that um, they struggled with the lineup and matchups. And I think Caleb Bolden was coming off the bench for part of it. But it seems like Coach Rierips has he's settled on all three of these guys um, mm-hmm. in that 5-5 class in the starting lineup, which just makes sense. Mm-hmm. The big the big question mark for them coming into this season is they lost their best player in Jameer Dahlstrom. Um, who played the three last year. It's interesting that they had the 5-5 five, five class, um, but yet none of those guys was actually their best player. Hmm. Um, one of their seniors was last year. So I think this year is going to be a huge coming-of-age party for, for that class. I mean, they're going to take over. They do have some other good guys, though. William McCullers, who um, mainly played backup shooting guard last year, um, can really fill up the bucket. And then, to me, the guy that sticks out in their freshman class is uh, Wyatt Cologne, um, mm. 6'8", power forward in high school, uh, 12.5 points, 9.4 rebounds, 3.3 assists, and two blocks. So, um, seems like an athletic guy, 56% true shooting. Um, he could insert really nicely in that small forward position. And then the only other thing they – would need to fill is the starting point guard, um, which would probably be filled by Chandler Sheehan, who played backup mm. point for him last year. Um, yeah, I think this is a really good team. Um, I'm curious to see what their junior class does yeah. after their career. The story of their career has kind of been, you know, not putting them in the the limelight. Hmm. Yeah, it does seem with this uh, freshman class, it's not necessarily a case of one guy standing out, but I think Cologne and Laven are just much better than Gwaltney. Gwaltney, like, his game is uglier than his last name. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, he, he's yeah. an auto in A. Uh, but I think Cologne or Levine, depending on, uh, like, who shows out in scrimmages and with the ratings more, will probably slide into that small forward position. Loves like a bigger small forward there, which I think makes a lot of sense. And both of those guys fit the bill pretty well with being able to pass and and uh, score some points for them. Mm-hmm. And so they're they're not going to make up for Dahlstrom. Like, don't get me wrong, yeah. but um, I I am also interested in the scene. I mean, we we were like astounded that he landed this class. I think he was like two mm. really really big ties, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bolden and Stone both were, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Garf was a 1-1 with us, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. But these guys combined get two and a half blocks. Their team gets 4.9 blocks, which is, like, way down the bottom of the league. Um, They have significant height and can't protect the rim. Uh, And so that's really, really interesting. I think that'll come into play uh, with Rockford as they sort of attack the rim. I mean, Caden Keyes shoots a lot from outside, but uh, I I wonder if attacking the rim is going to work pretty well for Rockford against Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, sorry I haven't been talking, but you guys were just giving me a lot of uh, flashbacks to uh, my high school junior high days with Cologne, <laughs> talking about Cologne and Levine. Um, <laughs> nice, nice. For those of you who don't get the joke, it's Adam Levine of uh, that one band. What, uh, what are I was they talking about? You I mean Avril about, Levine? I was talking about oh, Avril. Yeah. Avril. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, go yeah, a yeah. little further back. 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, Adam Sorry. Levine was pretty popular there. I think too, he right? went elementary. Adam <laughs> Levine was. I'm one year younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Levine is certainly a skater boy. There, Gosh, I nailed that. They're so young. <laughs> Funny oh fact: gosh. Me and Jimmy did skater boy on karaoke one night. Yeah, we um, did, and we destroyed it. I, yeah. Okay, it. one other interesting thing, real quick on this team. <laughs> um, you mentioned a bigger, small forward. Interesting to see just some discussion on the boards recently about that. Height, uh, yeah, yeah, high, especially at the small forward position, and that being one way that drive the lane is a little bit different from real life. Is that a lot of teams? And I think especially you look at the makeup of a team like Santa Fe, they can afford to put a six eight, six nine type guy yeah. at small forward because they have the height to fill the other positions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean T League has spoiled me in that like if I have a guy that's shorter than six eight at my small forward position, I like feel bad about it. You know? Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. yeah I feel and bad for you. Thank you. Um you you did beat me in Test League tonight. You probably haven't even checked <laughs> turd face. Um <laughs> Also, one more note on uh, karaoke. That same night, I did get booed off the stage um, for singing "Photograph" by Nickelback. I was <laughs> I was the only one kicked off stage all night, and it was for singing "Photograph" by Nickelback. But you Pretty got a free, you got a free beer, so I did was... I did get a free beer for getting kicked off stage. So it was worth <laughs> it. And people did look at my photograph. I at least got through half the song. <laughs> all right, let's let's talk about this last group who um, is a team I think is a little bit underrated, but I don't think that they'll finish much different because they're in Conference 15. So we have the Dearborn D-Fenders, uh, coached by Coach Cali Bayo. I don't know how to say that, Cal. But, Calabeo. Uh, Calabeo, yeah, just like I said. Uh, so they graduate the 142-146 class. Uh, they add the 1738 class. Yes! There it is. Do you get it? <laughs> You get yeah. It, yes, okay. of course. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm like, hey, what's up? Hello. Okay, <laughs> I told Kyle told me that they landed the 1738 class today when we were doing our earlier podcast, and I was like, I'm like, hey, what's up? Hello. And Kyle's like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, All right. I must be uh, too old, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You must be. Yeah, you you got Fetty whopped. But anyways, <laughs> I um, just listened to save that money tonight. So oh, no. good call. Good call. Yeah. Mm. Classic. Classic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Classic Fetty Wapping. Okay, um, so they <laughs> their notable games out of conference are Frankfurt, the number eight team, and Galveston, uh, the number fifty one team. Let's get back on track. What do you guys see with Dearborn? I mean, I love their their new uh, guards that they brought in. Um, I mean, all three of them really look really fun. Bitter, Gilliam, uh, Brailsford, uh, you know. I'll shoot pretty well. Brailsford shooting 7.63s. It's crazy. That's absurd. I mean, that is awesome. You need um, to just, play for Bobby's team with that. Yeah. <laughs> right? There. Um, yeah, I think yeah. Gilliam would be – it's going to slide in really well at the point guard. Um, I mean, 15.5 and 6.2. Even 6. Point, yeah, 6.2 is really great. So, um, I don't know. I'm excited for what this team can do. They already had some decent – uh, big men and Ford and Woody and uh, Kaiser. So they just need a couple guards. I like it. Did, did you recruit Woody Cheese? No. Oh, you should have. Oh, man, mm. that was a layup. Missed that's opportunity. How, right? That's how you fix your recruiting problems. You're right. You're right. right. Sorry. Anyways, go ahead, Cheese. 
Um, yeah, I no, I agree. I think you know the they lost their their starting guards and their backup point guard. Um, and I think uh, whichever, however, he wants to slide these guys into those three spots. That's where they're going to end up being. Um, I I haven't looked at James Kenning or Trevor Osa. They're NA guys from last year, um, but this class seems too good to not uh, be on the floor. So um, yeah, I. I love teams that can have continuity like this year to year. I think it's one thing that can maybe make them a little more competitive in conference 15, although that's going to be a meat grinder as always. Um, but they've got to replace 41 points from last year. Um, and I think they have a shot at doing that um, with these guys they brought in. Um, Charles Kaiser is an interesting guy to me moving into uh, his role as a senior um, playing the small forward again at six, eight last year, he was uh, 17 and four one and a half assists, um, not the best defensive numbers, um, but maybe he gets a bump in practice this year. Who knows? Um, I'll be interested to see, you know, is he going to step forward as their main guy or is one of these younger guards going to take over the the main scoring role? And, of course, he adds uh, an all-names player in Jacob Bitter, right? Um, yeah. So let's go ahead and jump into predictions for this group. What do you guys got? One at a Go time. <laughs> Rockford is the easy pick, right? Um, right. So one, easy. One in the nation finished number one last year. They have a 1-1 class. Uh, their freshman class has two number ones because it's 11-24. Um, nice. So one's all over the place. Um, you love that they brought everybody back. I'm not really all that concerned about the Rochester effect with this team. Um, because of you know the stuff <laughs> we talked about earlier, um, yeah, they're the they're the easy pick. Uh, I'm gonna go with Santa Fe to throw my conference mate a bone. Um, I would not be surprised if Rockford wipes the floor with them, um, mm-hmm. but I do think Santa Fe has a lot of talent that hasn't really been tapped because Dahlstrom was so good, um, and they brought in a class that is not bad at all. Um, so. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to pick Santa Fe. It's maybe a little bit of, you know, an upset pick um, because Rockford does look so good. Um, But yeah, we'll see. You know, I think Santa Fe could pull it off. What about you, Kyle? Are you still even here, Kyle? Or what's going on, man? Oh, he's not. Okay. I was trying to like be a jerk, but I guess he's not. (laughs) Well, I thought you guys kind of talked at the same time, but uh, maybe not. Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to pick Rockford. I think they go 6-0. Yeah. and um, I think that even if Santa Fe, even if Rockford goes 5-1 and and Santa Fe beats them, Santa Fe plays Erie and Huntington Beach, two pretty good teams. Um, so I think that they're going to drop two games, um, maybe three, uh, as it all plays out. Um, and then I have Dearborn going 2-4 and four and Washington going 1-5. and five. Um, So are there – I mean, we talked about a lot of these guys – well, Jeez. what do you think? What do you think Santa Fe's chances are of getting an at-large? I think they're kind of low. I mean, I think that they lose to Santa to Erie and Huntington Beach and yeah. uh, uh, Rockford. So I think that they go three and three. Okay. Three and three. Yep. Um, and I and I think if you don't go four and two, then you don't have a shot at an at-large bid. Um, I mean, I mean, I think that they're really, really good. It's just it, it'll come down to that Erie game. I think for for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they have a shot for sure. Like, don't get me wrong, but, um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, 
I mean, we talked about these guys a lot. Any guys to watch? In the I'll mention one. I'll mention one guy who's uh, not kind of the obvious guy you would pick. You know, obviously Rockford studs and the guys we talked about in Santa Fe. Um, Joshua Ross for Washington. Um, hmm. We talked about. You know, he's the tallest guy on their team. Um, probably going to be playing in the post somewhere. 16.7 points last year, and they lost their leading scorer in Grayson Campbell. So, um, yeah, I think he's a guy to watch. Nice. Yeah, I think that's good. Kyle, you're here now? Yeah. I don't know why you guys couldn't hear me, but that's fine. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Rockford, and uh, then uh, Rockford is my pick for this group. Um, you know, I mean, you can honestly pick anybody on Rockford, but I'm going to pick um, – I'm going to pick Caleb Bolden. I think it's going to be his coming out party this year. And, uh, and then look, at, look, look for Gilliam, too. I'm really excited to watch him. Yep, yep. I think those are all good picks. I mean, it's hard to pick a bench <laughs> against Jonathan Brown. Um, doesn't even need the H in order to yeah. be an, an all-star, you know? He, he doesn't uh, give an H. He doesn't give an H. There you go. There's the joke. I was trying to make it, and I just couldn't figure it out quick enough. Um, See, you guys need me. I'm he doesn't have an H to give. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. This seems like a good place to stop, right? I don't know why you would think that. <laughs> okay. See you guys.